0: Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Drew Copeland from the band Sister Hazel. Let's blast off to the music universe.
1: Well, we got another fun one today. How are you, buddy? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We got Drew Copeland from Sister Hazel talking about their new song, which actually he co-wrote with Kelly Pickler's Late Husband. So we talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um... It's just, uh, it's a wonderful discussion about new music and their live shows and going all the way back to the nineties and, uh, all for you, which of course is their big hit. So it's a really, really fun one.
2: Yeah. He uh talks to us about, uh, their, them being on tour and about how they're recording and uh, when you may be able to hear more new music. So the song was just released in uh August and, uh, it's a really cool little vibe with, uh, you know, country flavor, a little um, Jamaican flavor, and uh, really excited that uh, we got to chat with Drew.
1: Drew Copeland with Sister Hazel. How are you today, sir?
0: Good, man. Good to see you guys.
1: You too. Oh, it's great to see you. Great to see you. So you got new music out, lots of cool things happening. Tell us about this new single.
0: So this new single is actually, it's a song that I wrote with, a guy named Kyle Jacobs. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because, uh, he, he was Kelly Pickler's husband. And before that he was a dear, dear friend of mine. And tragically, uh, he took his own life. Um, the guy was incredibly talented, uh, not just a songwriter, but honestly a singer and a producer. And more than that, he was a great human. He was just a good person. Uh, he was always extremely positive. We always, always had a great time writing and, um, all the songs that he and I have written together now they're they're just a little more special to me, obviously, um, uh, with the tragic loss of of Kyle. But contrary to that, the the song is actually supposed to be an upbeat, fun number, and it is. It uh, once it, once the band got a hold of it in the studio, um, uh, it became just kind of this feel good uh, mantra of escaping all the worldly crap and going and spending some time with, with somebody you love and, and someplace with some white sand and blue water and some coconut trees. So it's, you know, it's, it's not like a super deep, uh, super deep song. It's, it's all about just kind of letting loose and having fun. And I think that this is the first time the band has ever used steel drums in a recording. So uh, yeah. it's just got a, it's got a kind of a happy hop to it. So I, I'm hoping people are digging it. Yeah. Well, and radio. it's
2: uh, It's a good little uh, country song there, and uh, it's kind of funny to say that because you guys started out, you know, as as a rock group and um, alternative, but now you've had five back-to-back Billboard Top Country album chart entries. So, give us that uh, thought process of kind of crossing over there. What, what may, what was the decision behind that, or did it just kind of come naturally?
0: Well, you know, I, and I think that you guys probably have seen this as much as anybody, but if you go back and you listen to the very first couple of Sister Hazel records, actually, if you go back and listen to our catalog, we really haven't changed what we do. Um, I don't even know what an adult con, you know, alternative is at this point. I have no idea what that even means anymore. Right? <laughs> I'm not sure they did back when they labeled us that. Um, but... Uh, it's it's very similar to what we've always done. Now I will say that that there has been some instrumentation in a few different songs that certainly would would make you kind of tilt your head a little bit towards country. But uh, for the most part, man, we we've still continued to be Sister Hazel and write, you know, trying to write real honest songs and serve the song. And uh, that's why you know it was funny because somebody asked me the other day, they go, "Well, what what is the theme of this of this album that you've got coming out?" and it's not going to be one thing because even uh, the first three songs that we went in and recorded, one is Coconut Trees. The other one's kind of a rocker. Uh, and then the other one is kind of, an, it's a little bit of an old school Sister Hazel feel. So it's it's going to be all over the map, kind of the way we always have been. Um, but I'll tell you this, we've been thankful to have been accepted um, in the in the country world and by country fans and fans of that may have more diverse, Uh, listening than, than other fans. Like we're, we're thankful for that because it look, if somebody uh, can dig into some Keith Urban or, or uh, you know, any of those guys and and then put in a sister Hazel record, well, look, man, that just makes me proud. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, with alternative, my thing with alternative is uh, you kind of get what you, you see what you want out of alternative. You know, you. there are fans that I'm sure find the harder rock stuff. There are fans that like the old school stuff. And then there are fans that probably like the, the stuff that gets labeled by the industry as more country than anything else. So I think yep. alternative is a good label for somebody that doesn't fully jump into one pool or the other. It, it's somebody who almost it's these are the groups that have the creative freedom to play around and let their fans get what they want out of the music.
0: Yeah. I, t- I totally agree, and we have absolutely enjoyed that. And um, a huge part of that is our fan base. The, the, they are self-dubbed uh, the Hazelnuts, and they have supported this band from day one, and it seems like everybody can find something they love on the Sister Hazel Records. Um, so, yeah, we're very lucky to have fallen into that category.
2: Yeah, and uh, you, you mentioned new album. Um, is it done? When, when do you think we'll be able to hear it?
0: No, it's not done. We 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 recorded three. We're going in um, this actually this coming weekend. We're going in the studio in Nashville again uh, for a couple of days and record. So we're, we're touring, but we're recording. So we're like, you know, kind of tour, record, write, tour, record. Right? We're just kind of always kind of moving in that in that direction. We got a little more serious about finished product stuff over the last several months because we wanted to get. Uh, a new product out. You know, there hadn't been one out since the elements uh, series that we did. So we were pretty motivated at this point to get in and finish these songs up and, and get them recorded. Awesome.
1: And you mentioned touring. I have uh, the live album, which I think correct me if I'm wrong, I'm tempted to go on my phone and look, I think you recorded that here in DC at the 9:30 club. Is that correct? The live there, album?
0: Are, there are pieces that were recorded there. Yes. Yes, yeah, the 9:30 Club, man, that's a that's a legendary venue. We've had a lot of great shows there. That's awesome.
1: Well, you need to come back. We need to we need to see you. I mean, you know, like you said, you're one of these groups that's always touring. Uh, how has that been post COVID for you? Getting out there, seeing the fans, and sort of off of that alternative question, do they respond to everything in concert the same, or do you notice that there's a there's a type of Sister Hazel song that gets the craziest response. I mean, all for you, notwithstanding, but yeah. you know, how they react to each sort of piece of the sister hazel pie.
0: Well, it was an odd re-entry to the world of live music. Um, the the distancing and the requirements to get in the venues and some places were more difficult than others. Um, I think there were a lot of people that were really scared um, I think a lot of people have kind of come through that now, and I will tell you there was absolutely a, uh, a, a longing for live music again because fans are more rabid than they've ever been, and it's like in a, in a good way.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: And uh, they're loving the live show, and honestly, we're so thankful to be back out playing live again. Um, so it has been – that was a tragic, tragic thing to have happen to the world. Um, but as far as live music goes, um, I think it stood the, the test and, and it kind of came through, um, with a new sense of necessity in people's lives. I mean, I think a lot of people went, man, I didn't realize what live music meant to me until it got taken away. And I, I know that's the way we felt for sure. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. And you, you guys have played over 3000 shows globally. That's, that's a pretty impressive feat right there.
0: Feels like we've done that this year. <laughs> Are you tired? <laughs> I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Yeah, no, it's good, man. I, you know, it's funny because uh, there's 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 five core members and and really six guys because Dave LeGrand, although he's the new guy, he's been with us for ten years. Um, but it's funny because he he's uh, he's not officially a band member because he would have had to take a pay cut. So he's like, no, I'll stay the side guy for a while. Um, but uh, Uh, you know, we, that's our favorite time of, of the day is the time that they, you know, the intro music starts and we get to walk on stage. I mean, we laugh and have a, we have a really good time. Now there are nights that it gets frustrated, something if you have a gear issue or something like that. But um, for the most part, man, that's the most fun thing we do is getting on stage live and playing music.
2: Well, uh, among those 3000 performances, I'm seeing CMA Fest and the Grand Ole Opry. I mean, it, is that one of the highlights of your career where you get to play these iconic stages like that?
0: A hundred percent. And in fact, we're getting to play uh, the Opry um, Friday night. We're going to be playing uh, at the Opry uh, again. And I will tell you that it has not, we've done it several times now, and it has not lost its luster. My, my, my mom's side of the family um, is from Nashville. And so I remember Hmm. even as a kid, in fact, I've got some, some old pictures of me as a as a young boy standing with George Jones um, at the mm. Grand Ole Opry, and uh, and it it was pretty pretty amazing. And so to actually be on stage performing some of our songs uh, is incredible.
1: That's awesome, that's awesome. Sister Hazel went country whether you meant to or not. That's, right. <laughs> that's right. you know, but but I mean it's it's funny because I listen to these guys that are. I say, sort of singer-songwriter rock, where it's it's not production driven, and yeah. the more time goes on, the more country that music. Not to harp on it, but but we, buddy, and I talk about this all the time. The more time goes on, the more country that that kind of stuff sounds. Like you guys, the Eagles. Um, we, there's Patty. other people. Yeah,
2: go ahead yeah tom petty
0: Petty, if petty came out today if petty was a new artist he would be country there is just no that that would be it would be the country act tom petty and the heartbreakers because if you listen back to his catalog i mean it's right in line now there are there's so many stinking veins of country these days um it's the, the 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 area has gotten so broad to fit into country. But within that broad area, there are sections. And like, like you're saying, I think that there are those singer songwriter guys um, that have a band that are still telling a story through their music. And then there's other guys that that seem pretty formulaic. You know, they have kind of a thing that they follow and and they stick right to that, that formula. Um, But look, man, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm proud to be a part of it. And, you know, we write songs with writers in Nashville all the time. And there's a saying in Nashville with the writers, you can't outright that town. And that's the truth, man. There are so many incredible songwriters. And what's even crazier than that is most of the guys you sit down with and write songs with are incredible musicians and singers as well. So that that town is Mm -hmm. just loaded with talent. So um, I'm proud to be a part of it.
1: That's awesome. I
0: want to ask about Kyle
1: and, and, and Kelly and, and his passing. Was there any hesitation then to release Coconut Trees? Was that was that uh, a discussion and did Kelly hear it? And how did it come about, given the unfortunate circumstance, that you were then able to release it?
0: It, it was absolutely a discussion and I did not get a chance to talk to Kelly about it. Um, I actually reached out to a, a really dear mutual friend. Lee Bryce was really yeah. close with, with Kyle and, uh, and, and Lee's a good friend and we talked through the entire thing. Cause he, he also had um, uh, some, you know, he, he did a ton of his work with Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a couple of things that were extremely special to him that he went back and re-released and he went through the same thought process of, you know, making sure that it's done tastefully and for the right reasons. And, and it sent the right message. And so, me and the guys in my band, we went through the same process of, "Hey, man, is this the right time? Is this is this as an is this an honor? You know, serving as an honor to him? Is it? You know?" Um, and we agreed that it was. We felt like, honestly, knowing him the way I did, he would love something upbeat and uh, especially, you know, beach worthy. I think he'd be really proud that we put that song out and hopefully he'd be really proud with the way that we produced it ourselves. So.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what, what's ahead? I mean, I know you guys are on the road, you're recording. What can fans expect from you by the end of the year, as far as maybe more music being heard videos?
0: You know, I don't know when the next, I know what the next song is that's going to be released. I don't know when it's going to be released. Um, And I know, man, our fall is crazy crazy busy. Like we're like, we're on the road. I'm home for a minute, um, right now, but we're on the road like every weekend for like the next, you know, 15 weekends or something. It, it's, it's crazy. Wow. But, um, wow. uh, and then at the first, the beginning of next year, we, you know, we do our annual rock boat cruise, which we've been doing for 23, 24 years, something like that. Uh, I so,
1: cruise, and I'm like, sign me up.
0: <laughs> and that's right, man. And let me tell you this, this that event for us, it's kind of the it is the crowning jewel event that this band put together, um, and we you know we've been doing it for so long, but it's impossible. I cannot sit here and explain to you the energy and the vibe and the camaraderie and the community that is that has become the rock boat and what it's like to be on the boat and the bands and the way they interact. You have to experience it. Like people have come off and they've gone. Well, I think I can explain it. It's like. It's like awesome, you know. It's like they can't, you can't use get right like to it, you know. Um, but it's a good time. There's no doubt about that.
2: And when it. is what, that? What? you said January, right?
0: It's the end of January. Yeah, like like right at the beginning of February, end of January. Yeah.
2: And
1: what cruise line? What cruise line? Do you know, it's on
0: NCL, Norwegian. Nice. Yeah, nice. awesome.
1: No, that that'll be cool. I will be sending an email this week saying, "Can't cover the cruise" because we love covering stuff like this for our oh, show and, and different things it's it's i love when and we just covered uh buddy can cut this out but we just covered the last show for kicks and they had they did the kicks cruise every every year too so yeah and, you know rock fans love love getting on boats and
2: rocking out
0: It so, is a good time man it is and, a good time
2: and matt can't stay home for the life of him i don't know how he's in his <laughs> studio right now he's He's always
0: he's always. I'm not, I'm
1: in Nashville, and this is just a green screen. This is oh, just sure.
0: <laughs> now I've got that, as you can see. Um, Matt, you need, Matt, you need to learn my harmony parts and come fill in for me. I'll stay home for a while. Okay. It okay. okay. Teach, okay. T-
2: teach me the bass, and I will. You, uh... <laughs> you don't want him singing. Trust me. I've had how, how, <laughs> no. many, how many countless <laughs> trips to Vegas where he's right in my ear, and I'm like, "You're oh. screeching! You're screeching! He's you gotta stop!" <laughs> Yeah. Goats are like, Hey, he's one of us, (laughs) but out of tune. But not only do you do the cruise for the fans, obviously you also, um, have some, uh, other annual events you guys host for them.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. We do. Uh, we do another one called the hazelnut hang, which we just did, uh, a few weeks ago. And, and just outside of Charleston, South Carolina, Isle of Palms, at a place called the Windjammer. And it was an absolute blast. I mean, we had such a great time. Um, so- You got and, you out know, before we, the
1: hurricane though, right? You, we did get out just, before the yeah. hurricane.
0: Yeah, we got out of there. Um, and it, it, it was just such a great, great event. Um, it sells out like, as soon as it goes on sale, it seems to sell out, but it's just a great weekend of hanging out at a beach at a really cool beach club and, uh, and playing some music. And we always do like a special set. And this time we allowed the fans to pick like deep cuts, like what, what songs that had, do they want to hear at shows that we just never get around to playing. And so we did a whole set of these deep cuts, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of homework because I forget <laughs> how many songs we have, but, man, relearning them is like learning somebody else's song again somehow. But um, it, it's a lot of fun. And then we also have uh, a thing that we do um, called uh, Lyrics for Life, which is our, our charity benefit that raises money for uh, cancer research and for children that are battling cancer, and and uh, along with that, uh, we haven't been able to do it last couple of years because of the COVID protocols. But we were also doing a thing called Camp Hazelnut, which started out as another event for our fans, and we we took over this this campground um, uh, here here just outside of Gainesville and start called Camp Crystal, and we would go up there. And we were going to take fans and do campfire songs and have a you know have a dance in the in the whatever the hall is that, you know, play a, a full set there. Um And the first, the first year that we were doing it, it just wasn't really well um, attended. There wasn't going to be a lot of fans there. And so uh we decided, man, the right thing to do was to reach out to a friend that worked at a, at a cancer a children's cancer hospital down in Tampa. And we said, listen, load up everybody that wants to come and their families and come have like a normal weekend. And it, and it was so, crystal clear to us once we got done with that that that's what that is that it became that that was it is now a chance for these kids and their siblings and their parents to come somewhere and just have a normal weekend of canoeing and you know rope climbing and archery and and arts and crafts and you know dodgeball and whatever else they do but um and as well as as some live music and and we hang out and uh And it's just, it's a great time and a great way to give back to those, those people that are going through that.
2: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, but you, you also have the holiday hang and the ski hang. Are you guys doing those as well this year?
0: You know, we're not, I don't think that we're, I don't think we're, we have a ski hang on, on the schedule. I know that we're doing, we always end our tour every year at um, the House of Blues in Chicago. So at the very, like the last shows that we do are normally, used to be three shows um, at the House of Blues in Chicago, back to back. I think we're down to two now. Um, but yes, we've incorporated that and added a few things here and there to kind of make it special for fans that want to sign up and, and do a little extra while we're there.
1: That's awesome. That's you guys really give back. You're really genuine with your fans. Before we let you go, I, of course, being the, the, uh, the fan that I am, I have to ask about all for you. And when that hit and what your reaction was, because it's still, it's still the, it's still the song all these years later. Um, It's crazy. Looking back uh, tell me how it happened and how how you think on it all these years later.
0: So Ken wrote that song. There was a contest going on in Gainesville and Ken wrote that song to enter into the contest. And he and I were an acoustic duo, you know, early, early on. And I remember him bringing that song. We had a gig. uh, One, it was probably a Sunday afternoon was a a lot of our gigs were kind of Sunday at five o'clock. But I remember him pulling in the parking lot and going, hey, man, I've got this song. Check this out. I went out and listened to it in his car. And I was like, man, that's really good. But I had no clue, man. No clue. Uh, This is one of those lightning in a bottle type situations, if you ask me, because even to this day i mean we're talking about crossing generations you see parents with their kids and when we get to the part where we break it down and let the audience sing that song they're singing every word of that song and you're talking 20 something years later you know since you know the, the song was written in 91 didn't get on the radio till 96 and now here we are however many decades later and people are still singing every word it, it's it's crazy
1: Drew Copeland, Sister Hazel, uh, songwriter on Coconut Trees. Thank you so much. This was excellent. Really appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it, and uh, have a, have a great week. Thanks. That
1: was a fun one. The single is out now, and we are waited with bated breath for new music.
2: Uh, short and sweet today. Anything else to add, buddy? Nope. Just uh, you know, keep checking out their socials and stuff to find out when they're coming to a town near you. And uh, when we get the press releases that new music's on the way, we'll be sure to post it.
1: Short and sweet today because somebody has to get off and go feed a sumo wrestler. I'm Matt Bailey for the Music Universe podcast. I'll talk-
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh you just had to throw that in there didn't you <laughs> and um, buddy thanks for listening and watching be sure to hit like subscribe and share on our socials at the music uni check us out at themusicuniverse.com for all of our uh, reviews and news and uh, check us out at uh, tmupod where you .com where you can actually subscribe and uh, be sure what, next time you see Matt punch him in the face <laughs>